coming up on this episode. Because Living Truthfully is not just a Thursday podcast. Mm. We want to make it a movement mm. that is intentional. And so I can be able to call you up on a lunch date and say, how is your journey going? And yes, I cried a lot by myself. I, I had all these feelings. I, at some point, plotted to jump off from the tallest building. A decade is short enough to be just remembered like the other day. But it's long enough for very significant things to have happened within 10 years. So let me ask you, what are some of the significant things that have happened for you in the last 10 years? Okay, before you leave a message after the beep, I have a confession to make as Living Truthfully's answering machine. There have been many times in the last few episodes of 2019 that I know I have annoyed you, disturbed you, irritated you, and bugged the hell out of you. So, today, I just want to tell you. I plan to continue in 2020. Happy New Year. Ha ha ha. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. Yes, I know it's a new year and we are not changing this greeting. Itabaki to Hivo, Hivo. Welcome to episode 46 of Living Truthfully and it's a new year. Welcome to also 2020, the year that... Uh, now shows us we are closer to Vision 2030. And I don't know if you look around, you see any progress since, you know, we had Vision 2030. But, uh, well, hapa mali niko, minaona progress. But the progress is more personal progress because what a year 2019 was. And now a word from our sponsors. As a dad, the greatest gift I can give my family is security around their health. Do you know how the first time you have a child and all of a sudden there are medical expenses that come up that you never knew existed? Well, Minet has a great cover that caters for your young family. This cover is comprehensive and has features such as inpatient limits of up to 10 million shillings. It will take care of premature births, any complications during, after birth, or for both mom and child. For people who don't like the delivery room like me, this is such a sigh of relief because you know at least the finances are taken care of. It even takes care of you when you accompany your child of up to 10 years to the hospital as a caregiver. And that's just the inpatient cover. Outpatient caters for dental, optical, gynecological, urologists and mental health services and is up to two to three times higher than other covers in the market. I highly recommend Minet Health and it can be accessed online they have made this purchasing process easier by creating a portal where any user can access their services directly from the website. To learn more about this cover, visit their Facebook page, Minet Kenya, or their website, collaborationkenya.minet.com. Buy your family a secure health future with Minet. 
what a year 2019 was for the podcast. And I brought some two guys back into studio. Uh, one who had the Queen's English, still has it. And the other one was actually the last interview that we did for 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, in studio, welcome with me, Mr. Edward Onyoni. Makofi Tafadhali. And Mr. Eric. Happy New Year. King. How you doing, bro? I'm cool, I'm cool. You well? Happy, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I watch you Can we go? Uh, good morning, sir. Morning, everybody. Uh, what other appropriate greeting can I, can I use for this morning? <laughs> Top of the morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm well. I'm cool. I'm fine. It's good to see you. Good. We've made it. Yeah, we've made it. Imagine <laughs> that. Made Imagine it. that. We've made it. Yeah. I bumped into you the other day at a rooftop somewhere. Yes. You were looking quite spiffy. You, you never dress down. Even now, your dressing down is still... Uh, <laughs> I can tell. Omeva kick it to $1,500. Oh, no. No worries. I'm cool. Good, good to see you. It's good to see you too, we've, man. It's come a long journey. It's been a long journey. Tell me how 2019 was for you. Well, 2019 was, was an experience. Mm-hmm. It was an experience and, um, and, and, and it made me to realize that um, we, we can make progress when you're intentional. I think every Thursday I would wait for the podcast and I would call Lee and say, Oh, you're the guys who are putting pressure <laughs> on, on us, eh? Yes. Okay. No, Consistency. No. We had to. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Eric, 2019? 2019 was an interesting year. It had its highs and lows. It threatened to end very low. Mm. Uh, but it didn't, thanks to a band of brothers, family, guys around me. Mm. I uh, stood up firm at the end. That's true. Yeah. So it it feels like for you, 2019 signified an end. Yes. But also a beginning. Absolutely. And that's interesting because a lot of often when something is ending, something else is starting. But we don't always focus on what's ending. Or what's starting, rather. We focus on the end. Mm, sure. Do, do you feel that way, Edward? Yes. Um, our, our society is 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 set in a time bound space that that looks at a, a destination. Mm. We, we we don't bring the perspective of of reoccurrence, mm. bathing as it is, you know, and so sometimes you find that we verbalize our conversations in terms of conclusions. And we conclude on someone when mm. we don't know really when they're going to rise up again. That's true. And, and my personal belief, when I watched Tiger Woods making his debut again, I said, we need to rethink our perspective about concluding on people, mm. concluding on mm. situations. There is an opportunity for a rebirth. There's an opportunity to come back again. And as, as I was listening to Eric's podcast, I was saying, this is the moment. This is the Phoenix moment when you can just rise up again, mm. you know? And so my clarion call for 2020 as I move forward is we are not looking at one chance, second chances, third chances. We're looking at 10th chances. We're looking at 50th chances. Mm. We are giving people a new lease of life and saying you can remodel, you can recover, you can pick up the pieces, you can move on, mm. you can do it again. You can dust up that CV. You can start afresh 
and make a progress. I really like that proposition. I, I like it because I feel like my life is a lot like that. I don't know what chances. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to make this personal for us. So for you, Edward, what's the 10th chance that 2020 brings for you? I think it, it ushers me to a new space. Um, 2012, mm-hmm. to, pre- to just go back, um, mm-hmm. I started uh, a movement and for, for training journalists who are interested in reporting on issues to do with disasters mm-hmm. after experiencing the Sinai fire. Mm-hmm. And after looking at how the Sachangwan fire was covered, and mm-hmm. so I said, there's a problem. And that was 2012, and we started a, a few guys. And every time we could stumble, we could try to look for funding, it was not taking up. Later on, around 2016, we, we, we managed to get into um, a partnership with um, one of the UN bodies, mm-hmm. which said, we want to scale up this. Mm-hmm. 2019 was a resonating year for us because... We now moved to 28 countries in Africa. Wow. We are now participating at the global stage mm. in terms of the United Nations Disaster Risk Reduction mm. Conferences and mm. the global platform. Mm. We are reaching more governments. We are able to make pronouncements on this issue. Mm. Had we faltered in 2016 when it was dark, had we faltered in 2015 when no one was coming through for us, mm. we wouldn't be where we are right now. And so 2019 brought us to an opportunity where we were now acknowledged as one of the observer bodies mm. for the Africa Union oh, and wow. also for the global platform. And so they are telling us now the conversation we have right now in 2020 is now to move this body, which we have made it as an African body. They want to make it a world congress on oh, reporters wow. across the world reporting on issues to do with disasters. This is something which we started with zero cost, with passion would say we want to make the face of disasters different in mm, Africa. Mm. So that level of second, tenth chances coming through is what I'm trying to think and say, we need to teach guys to hold on, to exercise our resilience muscles, keep on knocking at the door. You need to keep on writing that proposal. You need to mm. keep on doing that hustle until it breaks through. Wow. Yes. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> We've gotten our motivation enough. Let's uh, have a happy 2020. I'm joking. Eric. Yeah. 2020. What's what's your tenth chance? Maybe second, but first. I don't know. What's your what's the chance you're taking? I am uh, jumping in in an open mind. Mm. Uh, I have suddenly realized, especially during the last uh, two weeks, mm. that uh, it's never that bad. Mm. Uh, just having uh, to speak out, to speak to people, to, you know, just uh, tell people what it is that you're going through. Uh, I got surprised at uh, what I thought was was a moment of me reclining and uh, disappearing into that hole that so many people have so many ideas. Uh, just speak out. Talk. Uh, let people know the space you're in. You'll be surprised. And here I am. And I think uh, in 2020, I I am geared up to, to great things. For me, it's, a, it's an year I want to redefine myself. Mm. Uh, and I, I believe I have the right tools to do that. I'm told you are triggered. Eric is seated right next to you here. <laughs> yes. and, uh, but I'm told 
history that you know we shared towards the end of last year triggered you yes um it was it was an, a reflex because when i cleared high school um i started teaching high schools french and drama mm-hmm. and before that one year in campus and and what happened is that i met a young man who was in form 3 and i trained him in form 3 form 4 then he joined a drama club that i had started and this is a young man who i mean by all means it was a day school he was more or less condemned he would not get anywhere mm-hmm. but he picked up in the drama club and they started doing set books after doing set books they started doing this participatory education theater for hiv and aids and through that he was able to get into campus educate himself do his masters successful working very well and he was a joy someone who could look at to and mm-hmm. so the beginning of this year I went home and we talked and we had a drink we talked and everything was okay then in August his marriage never worked out and when his marriage never worked out what happened is that he went into depression and no one knew mm. this is a young man almost 31 wow. in September October he slipped into stroke mm. and December 6th he passed on. I was gutted. I was cut into two and I could not even bring myself to go to the morgue. Leave alone go to the funeral. And I asked myself and my friends, where are we leaving these young people on their own? We have to create a chamber of release for them. And so I said I have to be intentional about this thing. We have to provide a catharsis. And right now I'm working with around 4 to 6 men who have gone through serious experiences with their relationships and they're struggling. And one of the things which I'm doing is to work with them and tell them you can vent at any time. You can call me, we can talk about this. And two of them have actually this December moved forward and even taken their children and gone on holiday mm. it gives me great success and comfort that they have not left their children behind mm. they are working with their children even with the pain and i was telling them you need to accept the pain is there the grief will be there but we have to be intentional about this that we will walk through this fire together mm. and so for me this is how we're going to rewrite the script of masculine pain and masculine victories in our generation. Mm. That's a sad story. What are you thinking? Mm, that was sad. That young man at that one. Yeah. One year from life full life. Yeah. To death in a year. The guy was gymming every three days a week. So we could not even anticipate at any time but you see no one was able to detect it until when he was in stroke that's when people are saying hey by the way he's been having stress or oh, by the way he's been going through depression and i was like why is it that i wasn't called or no one called or no one alerted but the question is like you guys are in nairobi you are too busy and that cut me 
And that's why I'm saying right now I have to be very intentional. Telling you. I'm I'm lucky. I was in that space. And yes, I cried a lot by myself. I I had all these feelings. I at some point plotted to jump off from the tallest building. Uh it's a painful experience. It's it's the worst space to be. I mean, with no one to talk to, you don't think anyone will understand you. Uh everyone thinks you're doing good. I I I pity that young man. Yeah. He went through pain that we cannot be able to express and that's why for me I, I'm I'm making it deliberate in 2020. We have to be available one way or another. Let people know they can even if it means to have a toll free number or an extra line I'm willing to take up that chance and say I'll have a line I will will have that living truthfully page let people know they have someone they can talk to and someone who can help them to know that I mean at the immediate stage there is hope because this narrative that is being peddled around male uh, men are pro femicide men are pro homicide we have to turn it around by seeing men who can be able to give life preserve life protect life including their own hmm. let me ask you if you don't mind edward how old are you 37 37 eric i'm 45 45 yeah i'm i'm and i'm 38 and i'm i'm having this conversation because you know we there is a myth about how you should have figured yourself out by a certain age you know that you feel i felt that i had to have my we need together <laughs> i'm trying my producer usually checks my language uh after my things together by a certain age and i thought i did by 30 i thought i did then i didn't <laughs> and I'm redefining myself and I'm starting to see that this happens at every stage in life I have friends in their 50s who are redefining themselves I have friends who are finding new things to get excited about at retirement so what do you what do you tell someone who thinks they have failed now because they don't have what they thought they'd have by the age they are I'll go back to concepts that we always want to apply to our socialization context mm. and and that yes. aspect mm-hmm. that you're talking about is is about determinism that you you want to say that word again determinism okay so that <laughs> you, you you were determined by 25 to have done this yes or you should have done this yes. and the society sets that script and pattern for you mm. forgetting that you're very unique and the circumstances that produce and also the skills you have mm. might actually require you to detour and it is okay to detour it is okay because the 90th minute has not yet come mm. so why should you leave the pitch You can learn to play through defeat. Mm. And that is one of the concepts that we get from sporting, you know, that mm. teams play through defeat and they play together. So the question I'll ask is one, what is your team? Mm. And are they cheering you on? Are they supporting you? Are they motivating you? Mm. Number two, do you have the ability to understand that defeat is can can also be an impetus 
that it can actually push you forward to redraw, to re-strategize, to plan back. The Chinese used to say that retreat is a tactical withdrawal mm. to plan again. So do we have this kind of ability to understand that defeat is not it all? Mm. And that is one of the challenges we'll face for our present generation, that men, we are socialized to exercise more our material muscles, to acquire property, to do this, to be able to build our provisional muscle. Mm. But when you get into a context whereby the woman is also providing and your provision is declining, then your relevance is turned upside down and you start questioning your masculinity. That is the time you need to plug in to your resilience muscle and start saying, how do I get back again? How do I reset the order again? So that we have a balance in terms of our resilience muscle and our provisional muscle. Hmm. So that as we provide for our families to be successful and to have all the material comforts that require them to live a dignified life, are we also determined for the hard days when cancer knocks, when burial comes, when our children do not turn out the way we want and we have to be patient with them until they come back? Are we determined for those moments? It's resetting the script. I think we need to do the, go that direction. Oh. I, oh. I don't even know what to add. <laughs> Eric, what's your, react, what's your response to oh, that? That's one? a powerful uh, presentation there. Uh, let, me, let me also take you some time back. We had a conversation with you. Mm. Uh, when I was changing careers, mm. that's about 10 years ago, uh, from insurance to legal profession, mm. I remember I struggled with that decision. Mm. Uh but I had a client of mine mm-hmm. who I was speaking to and I was telling him, you know, I don't like my job. He laughed at me and told me, wait, I, I discovered something when I was your age. Mm. And since that time, I redefine myself every 10 years. Mm. So that at the end of the next 10 years, he's going to start a new career. Mm. He actually goes back to college, studies something new, wow. redefines. He says, every 10 years, I have to do something new. That caught me. Mm. And I said, well, I'm ready. I'm here. I, I actually ended my insurance career, dived myself deep into the legal career, and here I am, wow. 10 years later. And I think I like that presentation because it's, it's, never, it's never cast in stone. If you find yourself deep in the mud, mm. uh, you have a, ch- a choice to look at how deep it goes or how far the show is. Mm. I like the 10 years that you're talking about because Edward brought us into this studio today to discuss decade thinking. Decade thinking, what's that? Basically, it's to realize that um, life is in phases and those phases are also opportunities for transition. And now as we're coming into a new year, 2020, it, it, it offers us an opportunity to say, what do we think about the next 10 years? And how do we want to align ourselves and our families and our careers into the next 10 years? How can we look at the trends that are coming forward and prepare ourselves so that we are not caught by surprise? Mm. And as a futurist, I tend to believe that we do not need to reinvent the wheel, but we just need to align Mm. with the winds that are coming in. Mm. And I like what Eric is saying, that it is possible to rebirth yourself because you are trying to shift yourself into a new position as the times is coming. So I am challenging men and families to think about what did you see and experience in the past 10 years? And what do you think 
is going to come up in the next 10 years so that as you're laying foundation for 2020 you're not just laying foundation for january and the nice you know resolutions we make at the beginning of the year which have no metal which are just nice you put on facebook and you forget we want to deal with foundational issues at a decade at a, at a decade's beginning you deal with foundational issues structural issues that can be able to set you on a right course for the next 10 years and so my preposition is that in the next 10 years, the children who are born in 2000 mm -hmm. are going to be joining the civic life. Mm -hmm. They are going to be joining into the job market. Mm -hmm. These are young children who have not been well attained in terms of what we went through in our generation, you know, issues to do with resilience, issues to do with, you know, a lot of fortitude, you know. Mm. Their thinking is so much based on the technology that has helped to make things work. Mm. And so we're going to have a lot of stress. You're going to have a lot of strain. You're going to have scarcity of resources. Governments are going to be challenged more because you have a very civic population. Mm. As they say, the population that is going to be voting in the next years does not really bother what Moi did. They, they have no reference. Have no clue. <laughs> they have no clue. They don't know. They, don't, they, yeah, they, they, they won't have the the fear that we have of of government. Yes. Because of how we grew up. Yes. So they they really can't understand why 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 you why you're talking with about GSU from a distance. Mm. They don't know about student riots. Mm. What? So this is a generation which will be very different, and mm. and this is a generation we will meet at our workplace. We will be. These are generations which we are going to be uncles to, we are going to be parents to, we are going to be mentors to. Mm. And so we need to realize that as they're coming into the market, what are we preparing for them? And also as we are raising new children in this new era, how are we going to prepare them for an era which is going to be highly shifty? And that speaks to how we also look at issues to do with emotional capacity. You're having young children committing suicide at an early age. Mm. You're having young children who feel anger is totalitarian. It's everything. So they can do whatever they do with their anger. How do we train them to understand that it is possible to receive rejection? You know, how 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 do they know that? But most importantly, how would challenge that this becomes a generation that and a decade that men will become more intentional and say there's certain conversations we are going to settle. Mm in our era for example for your money as it is right now on the journey you've taken i'm sure that your children will know that it is possible to go through a process of transition without necessarily breaking them you've settled that conversation you've been present through them the journey has been there it's been tough but you've been present so your children are growing up knowing that whatever relationship dynamic I encounter, I am able to actually focus myself and be present for my children. So those are some of the conversations I would like us to start seeing that men are thinking and saying, divides that come and transitions that come in our lifetime should not shift us from our core, who we are at our core. So you have to identify your core. And that is what we do in decade thinking. You're dealing with the foundational structural issues like your core values. Your, your core beliefs, your core convictions, you know, where you're coming from, what you, where you draw the red line and saying, my children will not have to deal with this issue again. I'm drawing the line here. I'm saying we can reset ourselves. We can put a new direction in our family. Or you can say, in terms of friendships, I'm going to be intentional. 
I will seek out my friends. I will be there for them. And so those are the kind of things we want to encourage in this decade era. Wow. Maneno mazito. Senior counsel. Yeah, and I, I like that conversation. Oftentimes what would hold us back from that redefining of ourselves mm. is the risk that comes with it. Uh, that I am likely uh, to get into a space uh, which I do not know what goes around. I, I am likely to, uh, first of all, fall mm. as I understand, as I learn mastery of whatever it is that people do around this space as I redefine myself for the next 10 years. Mm. When that thought hits you, uh, most often uh, you will want to say, no, 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 I'm comfortable where I am. I don't want to take a chance. I don't want to risk. Let me first of all deal with what I have. Mm. But uh, as he says, uh, the truth is, if you remain in that space, there is no growth. Uh, there is a chance that you will actu you'll actually decline further. So why why not take that chance? Take the risk. Redefine. Try it. If, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And now a word from our sponsors. A couple of months ago, our friends at WeGoPay gave us a platform which you used to support this podcast, Living Truthfully. And we thank you for those of you that have gone through this journey with us. Now, we're going to give you something back. Imagine the possibility of buying airtime and getting some of that cash back. That possibility is now true with WeGoPay Airtime an exciting new product for all your airtime purchases. WigoPay is giving you a platform to buy your airtime and get 2% cashback on every airtime purchase. What's better, you can also earn more when you refer people using your unique invite code. You'll earn 2% for every purchase made from your referrals. And that cash is available immediately on M-Pesa and you can use it to buy airtime or to pay other bills. Use star 483 star 30 hash to start earning passive income. You purchase your airtime using the pay bill 787055 and use the account number as your phone number. Now I'll do you a solid. Use my code LT001 to start you off. Go ahead, purchase some airtime and get some passive income. And now, back to our story. The moment I heard the word decade thinking, it sounded daunting. <laughs> it sounded like such a big concept. So what I decided was to look back. And, and when I did 2019, okay, yeah, 2019, 2009 to 2019, that's 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot has happened in that 10 years for me. Yet, it feels like yesterday. So in 2009, I was two years into my marriage. I was two years into being a parent. We were making a big purchase at the time. We were purchasing our first home. I was, uh, <laughs> I was working for a church. Like there was, I can't, I can't even remember that person in 2009, eh? The, their money then. I transitioned back into corporate in 2009. Um, 
in 10 years that business that had started in 2007 has ended has gone been successful and ended marriage has gone been successful and ended <laughs> you know um i've gone through uh pride and and falling I've, you know I've, i added another child in that 2009 my son was born he's 10 this year or rather I was 10 last year um a lot has happened in 10 years like life changing moments but then it also just feels like yesterday and then i realized that the 10 years before that significant things happened between 99 which was the year i i cleared high school no i cleared high school in 98 so the 99 the year you know i was just out of school and 2009 10 years 99 i didn't go to college I was trying to go to Steto like everybody else but <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> um I was singing I thought I was going to be a musician. This is really I honestly thought I was going to be a musician. And between then and 2009 I had formed a career. I had, you know. There was so much progress in 10 years. And why I'm saying this is because for me it just makes sense that a decade is short enough <laughs> to be just remembered like the other day but it's long enough for very significant things to have happened within 10 years so let me ask you what are some of the significant things that have happened for you in the last 10 years well 2009 i was um i was just um, trying out um a difference in terms of my media career i had not even uh, thought about i thought i would be a news anchor i was doing production and um one of the things i was doing is a program called tv science where we would go and interview researchers around the country and my sister just brought last week a, a caption of a of a newspaper of one of the scientists we i interviewed in 2009 who right now is actually at very close to introduce a, a vaccine you know an antiretroviral vaccine wow and i was like 10 years how would i have thought about it so that was 209 um 2010 i got my son and um, i was hopeful thinking that now you know marriage is going to mm. work and mm. everything is going to work it never turned out like that <laughs> and i went through a major period of depression mm. and so everyone else in my family had gotten married and gotten married in church and so there was a pressure of how will the edward turn out you know and it would just seem like i'm not getting it right i'm not getting it right mm. and in the middle of uh, 2013 i got an opportunity to get a scholarship mm. and um, go to study and that shifted completely my life mm. in terms of my consultancy in terms of my practice and i came back and was telling my brother you can start afresh mm. he, he had a court case and it was dragging on for long and long and long and long finally in 2019 the case ended mm. and so he's right now in the space of redefining himself mm. you know so career has changed for me i had an opportunity to work at 
a different space which I never imagined I would work at mm. in terms of working with the global bodies and regional bodies and just thinking th- differently in terms of how governments work how systems work but most importantly I've come to be more attuned with my emotional side mm. to be more attuned with my traumas to be more attuned with my defeats to be more alive to my losses to be aware of my failures and to now differently verbalize my progress that has been a significant turn mm. so that I'm not looking at myself as 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 a case closed but actually a case in progress mm. a live case there is no determination yet the verdict has not been reached so anything can change and it can actually and it's going to change for my to my favor so that has given me a level of resilience a new fighting spirit and now as i stand here i'm i'm focused and i was telling lee we need to be intentional about this mm. we, we need to be intentional about this and make this message go out to more men that they can rediscover themselves they can pick themselves they can change their narrative and their story So for me that is I'm closing 2019 with with a new zeal mm. of 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 rebirth of doing it again better. Um. Sina Kanso. Powerful. <laughs> Powerful, eh? <laughs> Tell me what has your uh, reminisce of the last 10 years. My last 10 years has yeah. also had uh, some events. I closed 2008 started 2009 as I just said a new person mm. uh, just stopped my legal career jumped in uh, my insurance, insurance career yeah. jumped into legal, actually went to Kenya School of Law uh, to finish mm. the post graduate diploma uh, I resigned my job to go and do that wow. so 2009 was a new year for me mm. uh, my son was born during uh, that period uh, two years later my daughter came Uh, during that period again i after i finished my 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 postgraduate diploma pplh blah 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 i got into a new job uh, the partnership i found there a powerful one they liked me after working for two years they didn't want to lose me they told me they proposed to take me in as a partner mm. one year down the line they breached every covenant we had made i went down a bit redefined myself during that 10 years came out started my own practice to still during the same 10 years period i uh, discovered my marriage was getting rocky uh, a third party had uh, gotten into it so that took me into depression serious depression uh, to the point of contemplating suicide actually uh, that didn't happen i i also uh, i think during that season came into the space of getting back into church accepting Christ working with the men in church during that 10 years period also i have uh, come to get to know a few powerful men here and there who i'm standing with uh, so it has been a roller coaster for me ups and downs uh, it ended it ended in a very sad note uh, having to walk out of marriage now officially uh and yet it ended in the space of realizing that it's really not an end it's a new beginning for me so yeah 10 10 years has been a roller coaster 
I'm looking wow. forward to a powerful uh, to the next 10 10 years. <laughs> wow. It's amazing how when you look back you realize so much has happened in 10 years like such significant things, eh? It for me it blows my mind, but what it does it also gives me hope. Mm-hmm. It gives me hope for the next 10. I'm like if those last 10 and I was not being intentional about them have been that significant. How about when I can be intentional? Mm-hmm. You mentioned something before we discuss the next 10. In a, in a previous conversation, you mentioned something emotional capital. Mm-hmm. You said a word emotional capital. Mm-hmm. Let's discuss it. What's it? I'll just take it from the scripture that says Lord teach us to number our days. Mm. Mm. You know, and, and and that for me sets the tone in terms of how we should be able to think through our the coming years especially when you're going to have periods of high stress high strain and and scarce resources and you have to go through that period and where emotional capital comes in for me it is it is the ability for us to endure and to remain strong calm collected in the midst of very disruptive forces mm. and I'm I'm going through a phase which is very interesting because um my son and my daughter born two years apart different mothers and um I had to take them to court mm. so that there is a clear line of my access and my relationship with my children it's not interfered and I contemplated that and I said the court says the mother stays with the custody of the child up to 18 years and I asked in my prayers do they want to give me a broken child after 18 years and i said i i can't stay and wait because the next 10 years are going to determine and i want to be very deliberate and intentional in participating in my children's life and so i said let me go to court and seek how these orders can be enforced in terms of my access so that i can start modeling these children in the image and likeness of what i want as a father for them to have that when they step at 18 when they look back at their lives they are saying our father was intentional about this and he wrote a new script about this whole issue and so for me it is not just about the material provision mm. but i'm drawing back into my emotional capital and saying how do i navigate in this tight space and maintain a level of sanity in all this and so it is a shifting whereby you have like a 22 wheeler that it has to shift at a tight space you go back go forth you drive over the curb but you're shifting you're making adjustments it might mean you have to detour a bit but you're shifting that is the most important thing mm. it might mean that you're not going at the pace everyone expects you but you're shifting you know it might mean that you're not speaking the language everyone is speaking but you're shifting mm. and that is the most significant effort that comes when you have that emotional capital that you are able to draw from within yourself and push yourself to a destiny that is occasioned to set you on a path of progress because you're dealing with a foundational issue you cannot achieve that if you don't have that emotional capital number one, closely related to that is the issue of empathy as a capital resource we having people who are broken we having people who are damaged how do you reach out to them how do we become conscious of the fact that they are also going through their own struggles their own journeys and so i say as a child you go through primary trauma 
as an adult, you go through secondary trauma of some of the decisions you make yourself, mm. which have consequences and other decisions other people make mm. and the impact on you. Mm. If you combine the primary and the secondary levels of trauma, you have tertiary trauma, which is just a mixed pot. The other person you're also dealing with, maybe your spouse, maybe your business partner, is also coming from the same space. How would you navigate in such an environment if you don't have empathy? And I think our 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 resonance as men we will make a positive signature if we draw on this emotional capital and the empathy as a capital because that's where we can draw and tell our children we can be different in this space wow the wisdom this guy is talking eh? emotional capital yeah and <laughs> empathy as a capital but you know what i agree with it because mm. one of my i think one of my things as i get into 2020 was a lesson i learned in 2019 which defined integrity as feeling what you're feeling. For me that was one of the most profound conversations I've had eh? where I was told it's not just about doing what you said you do which is how we've often defined integrity. Mm. Integrity is also feeling what you're feeling. Mm. And for me that that changed a lot because then I I am the king of sweeping emotions under the carpet. We all are. No, no, both, both. <laughs> This guy on the other side of the booth the other day told me I have no emotions. Lee. Yeah. He's just there, just nodding. It's true. <laughs> so that's what he said. Yes. And then you and your good wife reenacted my lack of emotions <laughs> right here. Because some when I'm excited and when I'm sad sometimes I have the same tone you know and it's because I learned from as a child to suppress and mm-hmm. repress uh, mm-hmm. emotions you know mm-hmm. some emotions and but it body became like anger so I was, I was taught to repress anger and so I don't show anger and so I don't feel <laughs> in quotes angry and so I don't I don't show it but when I learned how to repress anger I learned how to repress everything else. Mm. Now someone tells me integrity is feeling what you're feeling. So basically you're giving me permission to feel every emotion that I feel. You guys, you know, I've just understood something. That unless we let men feel their emotions we will never get real empathy from men. Mm. It's true. It, it just hit me man that the reason I've lacked some empathy and maybe this is why feminists get angry with men mm-hmm. because we don't seem to feel the things they feel we should feel. Mm-hmm. It's because I've learned to repress emotions all my life. And there's no way I will feel empathy if I can't feel anger. Mm-hmm. No way I'll feel empathy if I can't feel sadness. Mm. Or feel fear. Mm. Like we need to allow boys and men to feel those emotions because those are the ones that then translate into empathy when it's needed. And you're right, the world without empathy, man, it's broken. Savage. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, emotional capital. I like I like uh, that conversation. That we also need to be ready to change our mindset, our thinking 
uh, and embrace uh, even change towards that other person that mm. is around you mm. uh, and how else you how you can react towards it positively mm. because society has a redefined what a man ought to be has defined that uh, for instance that you say a man ought not to cry uh, you're the king of the house you give directions you certain things can't happen if you're a man uh, in your in your area but what i hear him say is that he went back to court to have orders reviewed mm. because he wanted to participate more in those children's lives yet if you look at the law you look at precedents there's a way uh, it is expected that children of this age can only be in the custody of the mother you as the man uh, you can only have for example uh, restricted access mm. he challenged that not because he had uh, an issue with those women the parents yeah but because as a man he wanted to participate more so he had to go through an internal shift mm. that i'm not having a fight with anyone mm. but i as wanyonyi i want to do this i want to have more uh, say in the lives of these children so i'm and you let the other parties know i'm not fighting mm. you mm. No, no, no. let's work together you still have uh, retained uh, physical custody of those children but i want more access to them i want to participate more so that you even invite them to the space of let's not go to court for a fight let's go to court to work together for the benefit mm-hmm. of these children that calls for a deeper uh, change of self that yeah this is not a fight i'm having but i've noticed the other side is behaving like this and what i had in my mind is that as a man if if things don't go this way i'm going to react this way but now you realize no 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 it doesn't have to be that way that emotional capital is what uh, i would also say i'm i'm trying to invest myself in it that when i walk when i step out i do not want to be defined outside there by other people i want me to define how first of all i want myself to feel and how my outlook is going to be mm. and then you guys look at me and appreciate what i am not what the society says but what this it's is what, what it's what you want this is what exactly want and a question for you gentlemen mm. the next 10 years what do you want and what are you going to do about it for me it's I want to be intentional on one thing. I I I want to be intentional in increasing my participation in my children's lives in terms of making them know that there are certain issues we are settling with them and they'll not have to deal with them when they are parents. Mm. I want my daughter to know as she's stepping into teenagehood that I got her back at any time. I want my son to know I got his back at any time. I want my children to know that they have someone they can rely on 24/7. Mm. And even if I'm not accessible, there is a team of support system that is of integrity that they can rely to. And so even for me to their children, I want to be that person who is mm. available. So that my daughter is not going to 
a hotel room with a man because she's desperate she lacked cab fare mm. we are settling that conversation right now mm. that she will have cab fare whether she likes it or not if she doesn't want to use it that's her own decision yeah. or she'll have someone to pick and take her home mm. the vulnerability because of lack of a father figure will not be there we are settling that conversation mm. i want my children to grow also with capacity of being allowed to grow their emotional capital and one of the things which i'm very deliberate even with my son is to make him to understand passivity mm. is not masculinity mm. he can be able to express in terms of career i'm looking forward to to to, to impacting more lives and, and 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 changing things within my workspace but also one of the things which is important to me in terms of my social is this conversation about men i want to be deliberate about it i want to see how we can raise a new script mm. a new discourse about dealing with male pain about men who are able to restructure themselves rebirth themselves reposition themselves mm. to become influencers not as the society defines them but how they feel in their unique signature in their unique identity so that they are men who are pillars mm. we will not address feminism from a toxic masculinity mm. we will only address it when we have the right concept of masculinity actually this year 2020 is significant for the women it is 25 years after beijing Yes. And there's going to be a huge conference in Paris and I, I really do want to participate in that discourse. Uh because I feel like you know they started this conversation by making us the enemy mm-hmm. and we are not. You know and I want to be able to have that conversation and say how can we be allies in helping the women achieve what they are hoping to achieve in terms of the space that needs to be created for them. Eric, you're 20 years. Your your next 10. My years. next 10. What do you want? I want to be a deliberate change agent. Mm-hmm. Uh first I'm Christian. Mm-hmm. I want to serve. Mm-hmm. And the way I'm looking at it is that I want to plug in more into serving to serving God mm-hmm. and serving men. Mm-hmm. In my in, in whatever sphere I am in, mm-hmm. both in my career, uh in 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 the space in church. Mm-hmm. And uh, also out there, I want to be intentional about it. Secondly, I want to be also a change agent in the area of family, mm. uh, beginning with my own. Now that I, I and uh, Madam have gone separate ways, but we have a project of these uh, three wonderful kids. Mm. So I want to make it very intentional. that these children shall continue having a, a father and a mother and i want other as a father mm. to be in their presence to walk that journey with them choose careers with them help them shape their future in my presence mm. uh yeah that's that's the space i want i want to to grow in both as a family man as a career man but as a man who is serving god And it just hit me that my children will be adults at the end of this decade. Eh? Yes. They will be. They'll be adults like yes, teenagers. They, yeah. Yes. They, so they yes. will we, we'll go through teenage? Yes. And, and the transition trans- to yes. adulthood, adulthood within these 10 years. Yes. That freaks me out a little bit, you know. 
um, to some extent, I'm like, oh shoot, I, I, I don't know if I'm ready, <laughs> you know, for an adult, you know, an adult child, you know, adult conversation, and an adult conversations. I'm looking forward to stopping school fees, though, you know. Um, in ten years, <laughs> in about ten years, I should be done with the undergraduate degrees, and uh, after that, they're on their own. They don't know that, but you know. <laughs> they're on their own. I'm going to walk into the whoever will be the Range Rover dealer just before my 50th birthday, and I tell him to because all their school fees money is going into a car. Let me just tell you. All the money that used to pay school fees is going to a booty. <laughs> um, you know what I'm looking forward to? Mm-hmm. Significance. Mm-hmm. I think this last year has taught me the difference between success mm-hmm. and significance. Powerful. Um, I've, I've, I've tasted success before. It's nice. I feel like significance is better. Mm. You know, um, unaza kula nyama kutoka kwa butchery, you ni success. Mm. Then when you have a 21 day aged beef from Morindat, you ni significance. Okay, the, it's both meat, but they're different. Eh? Mm. Um, and I feel like that's what this last year has taught me. 2019 has taught me significance. And I want, I want to build more on us telling some people that I want to, I'm, I'm now working for my eulogy as opposed to working for my resume. You know? I've done, I've done the resume shit. I'm done. <laughs> you know? Let's, let's work for lifelong change. Mm-hmm. So that's one. The second thing, I'm just, I'm making a decision now to live my life fully. To feel what I'm feeling, to not make decisions based on fear. I become a boring guy because I, I'm afraid, man. I'm afraid for reputation. I'm afraid that this might not be the right thing for me. You know, how, what do people think? I'm done. Just live life. Mm. It's it's short, you know. So I'm gonna indulge in adventure, and I'm gonna say yes more often. I'm gonna try. Let me glide from the Himalayas, and you know, just let's do something different. And not, I think I became cautious in the last few years because of pain. I became cautious, and that caution kept sucking the life out of me. Does that make sense to you, Edward? Yes. Just caution. Because because you're of all these roles you play, you yes. know, like let me be let me be tempered, you know, let me just let's not rattle the snake. Rattle the bloody snake. <laughs> My next ten years are gonna be fearless. Mm. I think that's it. I'm gonna be fearless. Mm. Um let me go in as a roaring lion. Let me, let me go in and just see what happens when you live fearless for 10 years. Yeah, that's it. Now I'm excited, actually. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure about how I feel about 2020, but I'm excited. 
We'll go with him to Himalayas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> about 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 that that uh just that fearlessness. That just live mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh so I'm told you have an excellent thought that you'd like to share with us. What is it? I think as part of being deliberate about how we support fellow men mm-hmm. going through this journey mm. is to think about how we can create living truthfully communities. Mm. And these are just teams of three, five, two men who can just check up on each other, mm. you know, see who is going through a challenge, you know, wake them up, have a conversation with them. Because Living Truthfully is not just a Thursday podcast. Mm. We want to make it a movement mm. that is intentional. And so I can be able to call you up on a lunch date and say, how is your journey going? And rant whatever you want to rant. Mm, mm. But then I'll prevent another suicide. I'll prevent a femicide. I'll prevent a homicide. Hmm. And we need to be intentional about it. So that if Eric here is going through the worst moment, I'm able to work with him and say, you know what? You're not going to do that. Let's go and look for a house. I know of an agent. Move out of that house. Don't mm. kill someone in the house. Mm. You know, we but we have to be intentional about it. So that's why for me I see moving the conversation at the vertical level. You can have now the partnerships and the sponsorships that we have with companies which we can go and talk to men in mm. there mm. at their workplaces. Mm. We can talk to men at their clubs, at their professional organizations, associations, we can have sessions to mm. talk about this mm. conversation. But at the horizontal level, we have various communities of men, two, three, four, five, ten, who can just meet up and be intentional about it, checking on each other. You know, you're going for a court case, uh, let me walk with you, let's just sit there and see what he sees, you know. You're going through a funeral, there are people who are there. Mm. It's as practical as it is. If we can have time to go and cheer my new, we can do living truthfully. Mm. Mm. Oh. Cool. What do you think? Oh, it's powerful, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From your recent experience, what, what do you, how, how does it fit in? It fits in very well because I... When when just before I got into that space and I was wondering, okay, so where am I going? What should I do here? I, if I didn't have people to speak with, if I didn't have someone to tell me, hey, just come, leave that place, come into my house, the doors are open. Uh, if I didn't have that, I don't think I would be seated here discussing with you what we are discussing now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, living truthfully would 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 make so much sense because there are people out there having a conversation with their pillow, just crying, and you don't know the next morning they'll wake up, pick up a panga, and slash everybody, or climb the tallest building and jump, just because they did not have that space uh, to speak out. You know what we said starting fearlessly 2020 right yes so let's figure it out ltcs yes. living yeah, truthfully yeah, yeah. communities yeah. let's figure it out yeah. and and if you'll allow me gentlemen let me close this conversation here mm. i want to tell people that the opportunity for you to start again is entirely up to you mm. it's not a big significant thing that will happen out there mm. whether what you want to do and to be is going to happen one day or whether today is going to be day one of that it's entirely up to you mm. 
and Edward has said it here. He said ten chances, second chances, tenth chances, fiftieth chances. Who's counting? Just do it. Just do it. And when you fail, stand up and do it again. Yeah. If if it doesn't work in the first six weeks, it's okay. Pick it up again and keep going because you know what? That's what progress looks like. It's the beginning of a new decade. 2020, it's significant. Some might even say it's spiritual. Don't let this be just another year. Don't let it be I tried last year. I'm just going to coast through life. Wherever you are, whatever you've ever dreamt of, this is your chance. Take it. And for you gentlemen in studio, take it, man. I'm taking it. We're taking it. Take it. Because I want you here at the end of the year. And I want us to take, take stock of year one of ten. Amen. Year one of ten. Amen. And let's us just report progress after progress. And every battle we go through mm. will report victory. Amen. Because it's not what you're called. It's what you answer to. Hmm. Happy 2020, folks. Happy 2020. Happy 2020. Thank you, gentlemen. God is making a way for you. Yes, yes. Making a way for Yes. Every season in my life should be Bringing me closer to what I should be Yes Making me stronger in the winter snow Making me shine in the darkest low God, let your light shine Have your way, way with me And if it don't break, it's only making me, me Making me more than what I thought I'd be, yeah Taking me places never thought I'd see He, he gave me favor yeah. He saw me faithful, yes And he's making a way for you Ooh, uh, Making a way for you God is, yes, making a way for you uh, Making a way for you uh, He is, you should be grateful Making a way for you. Yeah. Ooh, uh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. He is making a way for you. Oh, uh, 
Making a way, making a way 